Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome to another edition of Trendy presented by Omaha, the game show where we like to compete while exploring the best ways to wager for casual cappers. And in last week's competition, I came out ahead yet again as Mark Gunnels, the kid from Kansas City, went all in on the Chiefs and as a result took two losses on Sunday as they wiped out his chances to beat me. But now in the hot seat, I have a much much, much more esteemed opponent. Sorry, Mark, because I have brought in Brandon Funston from The Athletic and from previous stints at ESPN, Yahoo, any place that you've been reading him for the last 20 years, your life has been better for it. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing good, man. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel on this uh, NFL season. And, uh, you know, in, in working in the fantasy world, it can get it can get be a little bit of a slog at this time of year. So now I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, turning into just a regular football fan for a change. But uh, I was just listening to your open there. And I'm just thinking, how much of a juggernaut are you? What am I getting myself into this week? Oh, uh, well, I still went below the, I didn't beat the juice last week. So uh, I think I returned what 14 units on 18 wagered. So it's hard to say that it's like that big, but like you're from the fantasy world, right? So it's like, right. sometimes you put up 90 points and you win. Sometimes you put up 140 and lose, but all you don't want to do is rack up those W's, right? That's right. That's right. Although, yeah, you do want to rack up units as well. But uh, I guess for the purposes of this week, I just want to rack up the W's. <laughs> well, there you go. You've racked them up against me in the past, Brandon. You are a proud member of the League of Leagues, which is where we met. And you are even a champion. You and Brad Evans took it home last year. So as somebody who's been doing fantasy so long, uh, is that like your preferred way to get into the wagering market? Are you like a player prop guy because it's come natural from you? Give me your background. Or do you like to explore the whole menu? Yeah, I'm almost always looking at the player props because I, you know, I spend all week ranking players and getting set for the week in fantasy and, you know, looking at the, you know, the, the, the matchups and where, where there might be strengths and weaknesses for certain players. So I would love, I've always said, I would love to see a really enhanced player prop, you know, of obviously the injuries and stuff, it holds it back and, and you don't always get the information as easy as you would, but I'd love to see players ranked by you know yardage each week mm-hmm. things like that and see how they align with fantasy and, and you know i think you know i i just go off of that as kind of like my basis for picking my player props just all the study i've been doing all week long you know so you uh do you reverse it like do you look at vegas do you look at the over unders when you're doing your fantasy rankings does that sleep like get into your uh rankings at all or are you just sticking to what your own research tells you a little a little bit yeah i'm definitely looking at the totals game totals and, and things like that. And, and, you know, Vegas is, is smarter than we are. I I, I think you're on board with that. <laughs> oh so my when, gosh, when Vegas yeah. has a funny line. that doesn't align with my rankings. I, I usually take that as time for me to rethink what I'm thinking, you know, and, and, you know, I don't, I do like to say, Oh, Vegas is sleeping on this one, but they're, they're rarely sleeping. You know? Yeah. It's hard to ever catch them and napping at all as my bank account can tell you so brandon uh, as we keep talking about you are kind of a fantasy expert you are a guru you've been doing this almost longer than everybody how did you get into it originally because you've been doing this fantasy professionally for what 20 25 years now yeah since uh gosh uh 
since 96. Uh, oh my so, gosh. Uh, yeah. That's when I got hired by ESPN net dot sports com, which was the <laughs> precursor to ESPN.com. They figured out how to, to make that uh, flow off the tongue a little bit easier, but um, I, it's funny. I was kind of, you know, just kind of twisted in the wind a little bit. I went to Africa with an ex-girlfriend and, and stayed there for like four months and got offered a JV coaching job at an international school in, in Nairobi. And I thought long and hard about just staying there and, and, you know, extending it. But I was like, okay, I got to get back to the United States and figure out what I want to do. And almost as soon as I came back, it was like 95. One of my best friends from high school said, Hey, they're starting this ESPN, starting this website. No one, and they want to do fantasy sports and no one really understands it. They're hiring. You should come down. And I used to run all of our, you know, on paper leagues. I was kind of like our commissioner and, and, and with my group of friends. And so I went and interviewed and, you know, the rest is history. I got hired in 95 part-time and got my full-time offer in 96 and have been in, in the fantasy world for ESPN and Yahoo and the athletic ever since. It is funny. Almost like every story that I have people tell the show is completely unreplicable. Like you, <laughs> you went to Africa with an ex-girlfriend. You chose between that and a JV job in Nairobi. And then you got to basically found the most important part of the most important website in all of sports. And so like, I don't know how somebody's going to stumble into that ever again. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with, with the parallel track, uh, you know, somebody coming on and saying they've done something similar uh yeah no it was crazy i had to pinch myself sometimes it was surreal um you know it's but it's been a, it's been a fun ride for sure cool and it's important people know going into this brandon because like i everyone knows i'm in the bag for chelsea and for the dc sports team not in the bag but i do have my biases there you're a pacific northwest guy so if you give out picks on certain players or certain teams we should probably be aware that it comes with your background so why don't you tell everybody at home who you really support yeah, well, I'm all I'm all things Seattle. Um, outside of that, I, I started liking the NFL I, right before Seattle became an actual team. So uh, my brother was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I was a Dallas Cowboys fan because in the mid '70s, that was those were the two teams, and they kept running into each other. Um, so I liked the Dallas Cowboys uh, right before the Seahawks became a thing, and so that's my one kind of dalliance outside of the Seattle teams is, is the Cowboys, which is a little weird now that they're both in the NFC. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it is what it a little is. weird. And you're uh, you're a Husky supporter, right? You got to be oh, pretty absolutely. excited for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, excited. Yeah. Rematch with Texas, um, you know, Sar Sarkeesian, former Washington head football coach. There's a lot of storylines here. Um, great QB matchup. Yeah. I, I'll be nervous, but I think this is all gravy as a Huskies fan at this point. But uh, you, yeah. you got back them with your dollars. You think they'll cover? Yeah. What is it? It was opened at uh, what was it? Four and a half or yeah, yeah, four and a half. Yeah. I, I I mean, I would just I would just take the money line on that. You know, they they did play last year. Huskies did take care of business. Obviously, there was a few Longhorns that sat out that game, but um, I, you know, I just tend to believe that if the Pac-12 is the best conference, this you know. It, it, in terms of the ratings and this is the best team it shouldn't be an underdog so uh i'll, I'll probably will just take them on the money line love it love the confidence uh all right brandon one last question before we get into our we'll take a break and then play our game you've been doing this since 1996 you've been playing 
with every single person in the industry, anybody, anybody who's ever heard of, who's opened their mouth about fantasy at one point or another, I'm sure you have competed with in a league. So who is the, for like the guys who've been doing this the longest and played against everybody, who is the best fantasy player among all the people in media? You don't have to say me, but you just can't say Brad Evans because <laughs> I want you to have some credibility left for the contest. Yeah, no, I won't say Brad Evans because that's that would just be a bald-faced lie anyway. Uh, <laughs> I would say I'm just thinking off the top of my head, probably Andy Barons, which who I, yeah. I I'm pretty sure you know as well. Like yep. I don't know that I've ever been in a league with Andy. I've been in a lot of them where he wasn't just one of the guys that was competing, you know, just always kind of there. So, and certainly has won a lot as well. But um, Barons comes to mind, um, and I think if I'm wrong, it won't be by much. I'm sure he's among the the top group of players I played against in this in the industry. Hasn't won the League of Leagues yet, though, so you got to you get to there lord that over him for a little while longer. <laughs> that's right. All right. He's not he's not too versatile, you know. He doesn't. He's not a utility guy, so you can't do all three <laughs> at one time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's hard to find people who can do that. Uh, all right, so let's give Caesars a little bit of love here, Brandon, and then come back and get into our game. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full the word Omaha and the word full and then you place your first bet up to $1,250 if you win great if you keep those winnings but if you lose you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet 21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona Colorado Illinois Indiana Iowa Kansas Louisiana Massachusetts Maryland Michigan New Jersey New York Ohio Pennsylvania Tennessee Virginia West Virginia and Wyoming New Year'sers and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss maximum bonus bet $1,250 bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117 Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia If you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, fun buns. We are back and it is time to play our game. Just a reminder for new listeners who are coming in who, uh, who follow Brandon wherever he goes. We're going to give out four picks here. One for each category. The heart pick is the one that you just kind of go with your gut. You just read the sheet, and it's the first one that jumps out to you. Head is all research-based. You're just going to follow the numbers without any prejudice whatsoever. Heater is one we give out on Monday that starts a pattern, and you're just going to play the pattern all week long. And that kind of gets against uh, short-term biases because you're just following a trend that you like without sweating it too hard. And then the last one is your credibility pick. You only have one pick to give out. You're only going to make one bet today. What is that bet? What's your best one? And that counts for two units. We add them all up at the end of the week, and we see who wins. So, Brandon, since this is your first time on the show, despite me winning last week, I'm going to go ahead and give you honors. What do you have in the heart category? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins is always close to my heart. Uh, I think it started with the hard knocks when he was basically, you know, the show. He was the, the center of that show. I uh, love the guy. Always respected his talent. So I'm going to take the over 57 and a half receiving yards against Miami. That's that jumped out as low to me, and I looked looked up his numbers with Will Levis. He's been over in four of six. I believe they're a thirteen and a half point underdog. So yep. I don't think that they will, you know, have any problem being pushed to throw the ball. Um, so there you go. That's my that's my heart. Are you short on Derrick Henry as a result? Like, how do you gauge that from? Because you're you're doing fantasy rankings, right? Like, somebody comes out as a thirteen and a half point underdog. Are you adjusting Derrick down tonight as a result, or you think King Henry gets his no matter what? Uh, I don't think he gets his no matter what, although he's just been a December monster for as long as we've known him. And I just expect that the Derrick Henry run is going to happen, but this is, this is a tough setup for that. I think for him and, you know, I don't love, I don't love his number. I forgot what his over under on rushing yards is, but I'd probably be leaning slightly to the under I'm guessing. His receptions over under is only one and a half though. So if they do start chasing hard, they're going to still need to get the ball in his hands and good uh, Levis checking down a little bit. So that's the Henry prop. I like the most tonight. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I like that as well. And I'd be looking at Tajay Spears for that as well. I wonder what his is. It's like two and a half. Might take that as well. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, going to the other game tonight, because I still don't quite understand why there's two Monday night football games, but I guess I shouldn't complain. I got two TVs for a reason. Uh, we're going to go with the Giants Packers over tonight, and it's minus 110 over at Caesars. And so, Brandon, on the show, I think two or three weeks ago, the heater I played was basically frisky quarterbacks, like guys who aren't studs but aren't complete deadbeats, and they uh, play their overs on games that are under about 42 because they're artificially low for somebody who can generate points either because of what they do positively or what they do negatively with turnovers and field positions or pick sixes leading the other way. It paid off really well for that week, and I'm bringing it back for tonight's game. The Packers have gone over this total 37 pretty easily in each of the last month. Since Love has gone from being a punchline into a puncher, somebody who can throw a knockout blow on any given play, and he shows himself he can do that a couple of times a game. I like him. I like the Packers to generate 
Uh, on their team total tonight, I, I put them around 24. I like them to hit that number, and I like him to back them. And I think DeVito can get it done for the rest of that line. I know I'm crazy. You asked DeVito to put up 13 to 16 points. It's not asking for too much, particularly with Saquon behind him on really good form right now. Uh, so I like them to combine for over the 37, which is also the over-under on the number of chicken parms he ate at his mom's table on the bye week. But I think it will pay off for me tonight. Uh, I, this is my first time doing this, but I think I'm going to tail you on this. this okay. Is, this is, this is the one. Um, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. They're at home and I, I think they had need to get to 14 points and and this, this is a cover here, as, as you said, and I think they can do that. Davido showed me, I thought he was a complete deadbeat and he's suddenly, you know, he's shown some signs of life over the last few weeks. Um, yeah, the, the Patriots game was a slog last week, but the Patriots kind of seemed to be making everybody play that kind of game right now. So I would throw that one out the window. Green Bay has been playing a lot of overs of late on this number. So I'll, I'll tell you on this one. All right. Right out the bat, right out the gate. I love it. Good vibes all around. I was going to fail you on something, but now you made me feel bad. So I'm going to end up tailing. I think I'll probably end up tailing your next bet. Go ahead and give out the head category. Uh, the head is uh, Jordan Love tonight. And what I've done is I've thrown together a little SGP on Jordan Love. I did this with Russell Wilson on Sunday, and it worked out pretty well for me. So I kind of like this one. It is two plus rush plus pass passing TDs and also 200 plus rushing plus passing yards. So uh, on the on the rushing plus passing yards, he's done it in 11 of 12. Uh, on the two plus TDs rushing and passing, he's done it nine of 12. So I like the way the numbers align. I, you know, I, I look at the giants as kind of, you know, maybe a little better defense than people give him credit for, but certainly not world beaters. I think Jordan love just going to continue uh, to do what he's been doing most of the year. So put those together. It's plus plus one ten. I love this one. I absolutely love it. I am joining you on this one. Uh, I think the creativity that you showed of combining the rushing and the passing yards at the 200 and the two TDs, because like I got burned last night. I had Josh Allen on one interception and two passing touchdowns, and then he runs one in and I end up coming up short. So I Jordan loves done the one passing TD plus one rushing TD each of the last two games. And it's kind of what said, okay, make sure we throw those rushing TDs in there because um, it might come into play just like it did with Josh Allen for you. Yeah. If I had gone with your pattern last night, I would have really run it up on Mark and not had to, well, I didn't deposit any money, but I would have had extra money to play with tonight. Um, but that's okay. I, I really like this bet. I'm going to actually start looking at similar bets in the future to combine the touchdowns rather than just stick to the passing. So I'm completely with you on that, which of course I should be if I'm also playing the over. On uh, my side, I'm going back over to the other game. Tyreek Hill over 31.5 on the longest reception is minus 121. Brandon, the Titans have given up a pass over this threshold in 9 out of 12 this year, and Hill has done it in 8 out of 12. I've got no reason to think they're not going to go after it tonight, press the ball down the field, particularly with the Chiefs' loss last night, leaving the one seed wide open. For the Dolphins to grab now the 13 and a half is a little rich in my blood because anytime it's a double digit like that, uh, particularly in, in this game, like I just always end up fearing the backdoor cover because um, I just think that's just a, a lot. And if they get up by 20, you know, 20 points and and take their foot off the gas, uh, then I, that number is definitely at risk. 
But because I think early they're going to press it and they're going to press it through him, I love this number. I love his opportunity to do so. And plus, it's like a super fun one, right? Because it can happen on any play, which is a great way to go ahead and get action down. Now, um, are you in on the Tyreek Hill MVP discussion? Like, do you think this has merit or is this like all Dak now that you're a Cowboys fan and he beat the Eagles last night? Dak's got a lot of momentum going his way right now. He's been on fire. But li- listen, I mean, it's funny you brought that up because I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Is yeah. that, that Tyreek Hill deserves as much talk about the MVP as Christian McCaffrey, I think. And if you're going to go non-quarterback, because everybody in the world knows that Tyreek Hill, I mean, look, there's been there's been injuries at the running back position in Miami. Uh, Jalen Waddle wasn't 100% the one constant this whole time has been Tyree kill and everybody in the world knows that he's the guy that you can't let beat you. And, you know, week in and week out, he's the guy who beats you. And it's yep. so hard to just stop him. You can, you know, you can roll safeties over the top, you do whatever you want, but the guy just gets it done week in and week out. So I think if Miami finishes strong, he's got as much of an argument as you know, McCaffrey and, and the rest of the guys. But if, if Prescott doesn't slow down, he, I think he's, he's in the driver's seat. I think Dak's probably in the driver's seat as well. I think what's really interesting about Tyreek is like they usually vote for quarterbacks because the system flows through the quarterback in almost all cases. That's the argument for him, right? Like you pull that pin out and everything falls apart. But I think that's actually the argument for Tyreek. Because Tyreek is moving the safeties and moving the linebackers so much in the motion and the and the uh the way that he's manipulating the defense every single snap. It's not that different than a quarterback. And so if we're getting a quarterback so much credit for generating the system around them, I think Tyreek has the same argument, and far more than McCaffrey. I mean, we've seen with Shanahan long enough that if it wasn't McCaffrey, he'd find some other way to run the same offense and get similar production. And I just think Tyreek has opened up so much in Miami, similar to a signal caller, that that same thing that usually wins people MVPs behind center should be the same thing that uh, gives him votes come whatever it is, January, when they vote on this thing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think you mentioned it with the 49ers. That's the problem. It's like, you don't know that the 49ers would be a whole lot worse if Brock Purdy had been out or if Christian McCaffrey had been out and this Elijah Mitchell and, and Brock Purdy is out of Sam Darnold. We all were like, you know, watch what, watch what Shanahan will do with Sam Darnold. If Darnold ends up being the quarterback, it's like, we all expected there going to be some kind of like a rebirth of, of Darnold's, you know, value and all that. So I think a lot of it is just, is scheme and the fact that there's a lot of really good players in San Francisco, but you talk about Tyreek Hill and how much he individually is just, you know, manipulating that the, the opposing defense and that Miami offense. It's, it's pretty crazy. So Brandon, you asked if I was a juggernaut in this game or not. There's only one category where I've beaten the juice uh, pretty heavily throughout the year, and it's heater. For some reason, this is just the one thing I can do. I went 3-0 and last week playing unders in the in-season tournament, thinking that the intensity was going to ratchet up, and lo and behold, that's what we got. Uh, so this is this is where I actually uh, have some, some ability in this silly game that we play. But I'll go ahead and let you go ahead and lead off before I play mine this week. All right. Well, I'm not a hockey guy. I'm not really a soccer guy, but I'm a basketball guy. Basketball is kind of hard for this because basketball odds are pretty tough. They're pretty good at adjusting, uh, you know, to the things. But the one that jumped out to me is Scotty Barnes. Mm -hmm. Take his over one and a half or two and a half steals plus blocks, which he has done in seven of his last nine games. I love Scotty Barnes because he is he's long, he's athletic and they play him 30 plus minutes every game in Toronto and so you get the Knicks this week you get two Atlanta Hawks games uh, you know Trey Young De- Dehante Murray 
some guys are going to turn the ball over a little bit. I think Scotty Barnes will do well there. And then the Knicks just had a game against him where he combined for six uh, blocks plus steals. So like the recent history of him coming off that one. So uh, for this particular game, I'm getting plus 105 on on the over two and a half blocks plus steals, but I'm going to let it ride all week long with Scotty Barnes on this number. Brandon, I have been looking at Scotty Barnes' defensive props all year, and I I love him. Like yeah. he reminds me of uh, not not in the way that he generates defense or even the way he plays, but he kind of reminds me of like the Chris Middletons of the world, who like NBA heads like saw what they were doing, but they were playing in such a small market or playing in the shadow of you know more famous people around them that they weren't fully appreciated. And like Scotty Barnes is up there in Toronto. He was a high pick a few years ago. He's been a great. Or, a borderline great NBA player since he came into the league, but he hasn't had his playoff moment. They hasn't really like gotten going um, uh, fully and it goes underappreciated and therefore is also underappreciated in the gambling market. It's not that many people are playing Scotty Barnes props, right? So I always right. feel like there's a little bit of softness in the market. So when you threw that out there, I got a big smile on my face that somebody else in the game recognizes <laughs> it without me having to bring it up. And I'm looking right. forward to see how you do all week on that one. I'll probably be tailing it come Wednesday. He's got some some young Andre Iguodala vibes for me. Yep. I think that's a, that's a pretty good you know comp as far as his game, which obviously one of the better defensive players of all time in Iguodala. So, um, yeah, let's hope. That, yeah, if it, let's hope that it, heater rides for him. Well, if it translates to his trophy cabinet, he's going to retire a very successful dude. Uh, so for me, I am going this week with half point parlays. Uh, I am going to play all week things that the line is set at 0.5, and then I am either going over or under on basically individual actions throughout a sporting event. Uh, So I am opening with Trey Murphy over half an assist tonight versus the Wolves and John Tavares under half a a power play point uh, in, in his game. So Tavares, starting with him, because I am not a hockey guy either, but I've grown to love because uh, of this show and, and having to research so many sports to do it week in and week out. I've grown to love hockey props, um, and I particularly have grown to love under on power play points because it requires such a, a specific set of circumstances to hit that sometimes you can win this bet regardless like it doesn't matter right like the guy just didn't have enough ice time on the power play he only played you know skated for like a minute 12 and didn't even get off a single shot and so because it requires such narrow circumstances it's something i've really started to like it's usually setting around that like minus 200 range so i do like to put it with something else and Tavares has come up short in eight of his last 10 and 16 of his last 20 in this category so he sits right there good numbers to back it up and a good reason to think he'll come up short again. And on Murphy, he hasn't assisted 18 of his last 20 games. He's just coming back from injury, but they've eased him uh, fully into the rotation now. His, his minutes are ticking up. His importance in the games are ticking up. He didn't get full run the other night just because they got blown out. But he's got the Wolves tonight, which means for easy swing passes over for jumpers, right? Because, like, there's not a lot of driving against the tall trees they have in there. And so there's going to be ball movement on the perimeter. Edwards might be out to not jump those passing lanes. And we're just talking about the ball fizzing around. And he's the last pass to somebody hitting an 18-footer. And I get to cash on that. Feels great. He's a good passer. Hits it every game. And I think the game script fits him tonight. Yeah, I have no idea on the hockey one, but the to the just one assist. And you said eighteen of his last twenty. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's wow. right. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a decent track record right there. So uh, I like that a lot because one assist is such an easy thing for a guy that's just on the court a decent amount to just 
to just happen his way into one assist. So I like that one a lot. Again, um, I like your numbers on Tavares in the power play. So you combining those together, what's your, what's your plus, on that? Actually? Yeah. Plus one fourteen. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You're getting plus money on two things that uh, in and of themselves would be, um, you know, you're going to get pretty high minus numbers on those. Sounds like yeah. minus 200 on Tavares. Yeah. And been doing this a lot in uh, baseball when we still had baseball when the show was on and I've been hitting on it. Well, I hit on it well last week with uh, what did I do? Uh, I was like over half a rebound in the first quarter for RJ Barrett. And I think over half an assist for Josh Giddy. That was my Friday bet hit with ease. Really fun. Uh, all right, let's get down to, you've only got one pick to give out. This is the money ball. This often determines the contest. Uh, I am terrible at this Brandon, just so you know, I think I've lost probably four of my last five. So to the extent I had any credibility before, it's been fading fast, which gives people a good fade opportunity when I give out my pick, but I will not fade you. Tell us what your best pick is today. Yeah, I'm going to go back to my man, Jordan Love. Uh, I'm going to go to the rushing yards, though, for him, because it's set at nine and a half rushing yards at minus 110. I love the over on this. He's been over in nine of 12 games. I looked it up. The only three games in which he went under were games in which Aaron Jones has played. So Mm. we got word Aaron Jones will be out. Uh, A.J. Dillon will be the guy, but uh, typically or 100% of the time that, you know, that Aaron Jones has been out. Jordan Love's been over. So um, I like this one a lot. Uh, if I had to pick one, I just feel it's a low threshold. He's been continually, you know, getting in the 20 range a lot and typically over at least, or at least double figures. So there you go. Yeah. I love this one. I I was actually trying to decide which one I was going to tail between your Jordan Love bets because I think quarterback rushing yards is one of the softer prop markets. We've been doing it a lot on this show with really high levels of success because it either comes down to a mobile quarterback who just that's part of the game script or a less experienced quarterback that is not going to sit in the pocket for that extra half second and take the hit in order to try to throw somebody open. And then you're going to look for it to escape. And then as a result, they get, you know, four or five scrambles and four or five scrambles is easily going to total uh, when you get like an eight total, a nine total, a 12 total. So game scripts and pressure and things like that often leads what it feels like to this hitting. If you can identify the right scenario to take advantage of. And I think you've done so again here. Yeah, I mean, I like when you get an athletic quarterback, this can be a single play payday, you know, and I like betting on one on, on something where it's not that hard to imagine it can happen in one play, you know, yep. so there you go. He's got he'll have he'll have more than one bite at the apple if he wants it, but he might only take one. Yeah, we got a lot of those today. I've got two of those kind of on the 0.5 parlay. We got the Tyree kill. And so sitting on the edge of the seat tonight watching these plays because your best can hit at any time. Uh, For my credibility, Brandon, as I said, great fading opportunity for out there. I'm going to try to jinx one of the most storied franchises in the entire world. I am going with Bayern Munich. They are plus 135 against Manchester United in the Champions League tomorrow. And I know you're not a soccer guy, so you don't have to weigh in hard on this one. For anybody who listens to Covered in Glory, though, uh, the show Brett and I host together on the network talking about gambling each and every week. You know how much money and joy we are making right now fading Manchester United. And with City struggling, Bayern has a legit claim to be the best team in the world. Then they did just get trucked 5-1 over the weekend in a rare, embarrassing performance, which makes me love this bet even more Brandon, as like you see this in all sports, right? Like if you have a team that gets rolled, who has a lot of pride, has has, you know, super team aspirations, how do they usually respond to it? If they are champions, they come out and respond heavily the next time out. 
Uh, and they don't, and I know that again, you're not a soccer guy, but Bayern play in the Bundesliga. There's only like two or three teams that are actually competitive against them each year. So when they get into the Champions League, when they get to play a fellow superpower like Manchester United, it is one of their like eight to ten chances in the of the year to show what they could do against another world power. And they are excellent in this scenario. And in, in the group stages of the Champions League, they have gone 35-0 and four in their last 39 matches. Harry Kane is going to get a chance to be the first Englishman to ever score at Old Trafford in the Champions League group stage. I like him to do that as well. And United flat out suck. If you don't believe anything else that I said, if the Bayern stuff does not sway you, know that United got blown out 3-0. It didn't even feel that close on Saturday to a lousy Premier League team. And they are really, really struggling. So to get a plus number for arguably the best team in the world to go into a place where the home fans are not going to be exactly full-throated supporters of United are probably going to be booing them out as they have an embarrassing exit from the group stage after an embarrassing performance over the weekend. It feels like plus money is too good to be true. So go ahead, put in that United ticket at plus 170 because it's probably the better odds. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that United was, they, I didn't realize they sucked. I mean, it's what they're the Yankees of, of the premier league, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the problem. The Yankees haven't been great lately either. Yeah. So the Yankees uh, have either spent money on the same wrong guys or stopped spending money on the right guys until this Juan Soto thing just came through. And um, United kind of went through the same cycle. United bought the wrong guys for a long time, became gun shy in the market, stopped buying guys, and then started buying the wrong guys again. So they're on the tail end of a real down cycle. And it is news for an American fan who's just dipping into it. You assume they're dominant all the time, which helps the betting odds. Like, it just helps people continue to believe in the brand. It's like when the Cowboys have a bad year, people are still going to bet on the Cowboys because of the star on the helmet. And because of the crest on the jersey right now, people keep piling into United, and it is a mistake. Interesting. So Man Man City is actually the better – Manchester team this year? Oh my God. Manchester City uh, won what's called the treble last year, Brandon, which means that they won all three of the major competitions they were eligible to win. Uh, And they're arguably more talented this year uh, with some of the additions they made, although they are in the midst of a, a serious skid. And so that's why the Byrons of the world suddenly might be the best team in the world. But City is far dominant over United. City is about to win, or I'm sorry, has a chance to win their fourth consecutive Premier League title, which has never been done before. Wow, wow that's crazy. There you go. There's your soccer corner, man. Pacific <laughs> Northwest, a Seattle guy. Yeah, soccer's huge I, in Seattle. Join the revolution. That's true. I've been to I've been to a couple games out here. We, they do draw very well. It's kind of fun to go and just get you know sucked up in the energy of it. But I, I again I don't know a whole I don't know a whole lot about the team. So all right, well follow me. Follow me today. Just bet Byron blind based okay. on your old buddy's recommendation. All right, let's go ahead and give a little bit more love, and then come back of our second guest express and let you and Brandon go on with your days. All right, Brandon, we are back. It is time for something you're very familiar with. You are very familiar with the concept of a start-sit decision in the world of fantasy. And whoever you sit, 
whoever you put in on the bench at 1259 for those one o'clock games is inevitably going to outscore whoever you put into the lineup, unless they listen to your rankings, of course. Happened to me with Ezekiel Elliott this week, sitting on my bench of League of Leagues and just killing me with 23.5. So here it is in the betting world. So which one did you research and which one did you decide not to put into the contest, but you still feel good about and therefore is guaranteed to hit? Uh, is Nikola Jokic triple double? It's at minus 105. I mean, if you look at his line for the night against the, the Hawks, assists is set at nine and a half, the rebounds are at 12 and a half, and of course, he's going to get the double, are going to get double figures in scoring. So, but just looking at his game log, just kind of you know, it's just not enough consistency with the triple double. He finds a way to like get under 10 on assists every so often or rebounds as well. And I just couldn't pull the trigger. But one thing I'll say is if you try to bet those individually, like you go over nine and a half assists, it's minus 135. His mm. I said at, at 12 and a half is like minus 150. But if you yeah. think about doing that at all, you do the triple double because you put those all together and it's minus 105. I mean, the likelihood at that point, you might as well. It's like there's no reason to bet those individually because the, the odds are so much worse. If he's going to get over nine and a half assists, very, very likely to get over nine and a half rebounds as well. Brad, I love that. I love like the don't bet this way, bet that way conversation. Yeah. So I'll have those all week long if you want. Uh, you're right. Like you're, you're penciling in points. Like the risk of you losing this bet because he had 10 point, uh, assists, 10 rebounds, and nine points is like yeah. so stratospherically low that you just take that one out. And so then you're talking about improving your odds from minus 135 to minus 105 just by taking the rebounding risk. Because uh, you're right. otherwise you would just play the assist market correctly or you know, straight up, and particularly in that game tonight, because I think uh, against the Hawks, I believe they're going against tonight. Who, by the way, is going to be was almost my second guess express until you told me yours. Did you know the Hawks have the worst record against the spread in the entire league, and now they got the Nuggets coming with something to prove after dropping four straight coming to town. So I think the Nuggets are going to cover that with ease tonight. But against the Hawks. Uh, there's going to be so many long rebounds as they continue to chuck up, and they have a little. They do have a little bit of lacking of effort on the um, on the defensive. Or I'm sorry, their offensive boards guarding against the defensive boards that Jokic is just going to clean up on. So that's why I think the line is at 12 and a half. I'd love him to get 10 on the rebounds, and then I would I would top him on the assist total at the 105 minus the 135. So good job by you. Thanks. Yeah, I just look at the Hawks. And I always think ripe numbers across, you know, when a game comes, it's, it's like it's a fertile ground. The Hawks are fertile ground for numbers to be produced. And so uh, I usually like to see that when someone's playing against them. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for the next Hawks Pacers game. Every player <laughs> prop over, dude, just everyone. Right. Uh, all right. So we got Saquon Barkley for me at over 16 and a half uh, for his longest rush at minus 115 over at Caesars. He's had a 16 yard rush in every game but one this season. And the Packers D has given up 500 yards on the ground in their last four weeks. So this is yet another reason I like the over. I like the ability for the Giants to control a little bit of the ground game, help them help DeVito put up those 14 to 16 points that we're going to need out of him. And I don't see any reason it won't come on one chunk play for a stud like Barkley, who continues to play for contracts, who continues to play to prove its value to the entire league, even on a bad team. And I just love him uh, to generate this number tonight. But you're not you're not betting it. But I'm not better. I like four of those better. What do you want from me? That's why yeah. I, I checked. I checked on Caesars. I checked right before we recorded. They will let me make a fifth bet. 
They they won't they won't like blackball my account if I try to make more than four in a strange turn of events and uh Vegas sports book. So I can play it, I just can't give it out. What uh what what did you say Barkley had done on this on the over on this one? Uh so he has at least a 16 yard rush in every game but one this year. Wow. Wow. I didn't realize that. I thought I'd looked that up earlier and I was surprised at how few breakaways he had so i must have been i must have been mistaken that was something else so well he's, he's not breaking out like 60 70 yarders but he's grinding right. out a 17 yarder a 19 yarder whatever it might be and so it's not like a true breakaway which is why you don't think about it but you know it's going to be second and seven in the second quarter he's going to hit a hole and you're going to be like oh there's an 18 yard gain that you don't ever think about yeah. again after you, can, you know, if you didn't bet it you wouldn't think about it again because it's not a home run play but it seems to happen every week yeah and as a fantasy guy i know the Packers. I'm well aware that the Packers are a team that you like to have your opposing running back going against. So, uh, yeah, you might want to you might want to take advantage of Caesars letting you make that fifth bet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I'm sure that would take way more than five for me given my <laughs> recent track record. Uh, all right, Brandon, this has been super fun. Everybody's going to get to listen to you twice more this week. You'll be back Wednesday and Friday. But in the meantime, where should they check out if they want to win their fantasy league? Yeah, uh, I hail at the athletic currently. Uh, you know, we're still, we're we're still putting content out through the end of the season to try to help you win your fantasy leagues if you if that's you know something you're into doing. So, uh, we usually have some nice if you're a sports fan in general, a lot of good good stuff uh, content there, and there's usually a nice holiday uh, around the holidays kind of offering as well. So look out for that. Uh, you might be able to get it at a pretty nice discount before the end of the year. I am a proud subscriber, and ironically, since you're not a soccer guy, I think they have the best soccer coverage going right now. And so, great job at the Athletic. Uh, I read it every day, and I check your stuff out as well. And for no other reason, to figure out how I can beat you in the League of Leagues here. At, <laughs> here at the network, uh, we have our full slate of shows this week, which we're obviously excited about. Covering Glory will be back on Thursday with myself and Brett. In the meantime, you will have Waiver Wired uh, with Jen Piacenti, our fantasy show. A fun. Stuff that you've got to come on at some point because Jen is Jen might have been my answer. Jen and Barons are both real tough, but Jen is a hell of a fantasy player. Gives out great advice on that show. We have Lemon Pepper Parlay as well coming with Martin and Mark uh, tomorrow. I'm sure that Martin will be rubbing in the kid from Kansas City's loss in, in that Kansas City game yesterday. Minus three at the end of the week. The 15-minute pregame show is still the best thing that we do every week and please tune into it. All right, Brandon, how are you feeling about your picks? This is your first episode of trendy you told me beforehand you'd have to feel your way through it so at the end of it how do you feel about it i i feel i feel pretty good you know, honestly you know i've been on on the the other show i do i've been in a little bit of a heater myself so i'm just gonna hope to keep it you know let it ride keep it going we'll see uh but i'm not feeling too bad for my first time out and we'll, we'll see what i'm saying on wednesday but uh i like where i'm at at this point yeah, well, the rationale was great. The content was great. Whether the results are great, I can't control that. If I could, I wouldn't be recording. I'd be a lot richer than I am. So great job on the show. Best of luck. I don't really mean that. I always say it, and then I always say I don't mean it because I don't. I, I want to beat you. Uh, but I really enjoyed doing the show with you today. We will see you on Wednesday, and we will see all of you on Wednesday as well. Enjoy the doubleheader tonight. Enjoy the Champions League tomorrow and all the NHL and NBA action. We will see you then. Take care, everyone.